Hey, it's Richard Pyatt. What if we could put your business or organization in the spotlight with a series of podcast interviews on this show? What if you could use those interviews as outreach tools, showcasing your expertise and engaging people or organizations you'd like to work with? We can do that. Click the link in the show notes to my company, Live Mike Communications. View my short video, then let's talk. We provide purposeful exposure to help you share your story. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Richard Pyatt Show. Glad to have you along today. We are actually on location today. We're coming to you from downtown Kalamazoo at the Arcadia Suites Business Center and Meeting Space. And I'll just take a second to mention, if you're a person who has been working from home for the duration the last couple of years, but have an occasion to perhaps use a private office or a meeting space to meet with clients, but you don't want to sign a big lease Click the link in the show notes and read up on the Arcadia Suites Business Center and Meeting Space. Uh, click through and make a connection with Rob Peterson, and he can uh, show you the place, which is very nice and centrally located in downtown Kalamazoo, where you can uh, come for a day or more if you need it. Arcadia Suites Business Center and Meeting Space. You know, if you've been following us for a little while, you may have been listening to our Visits to Vicksburg series and we've been talking with them about how a, a municipality the size of Vicksburg has uh, gone from really dire straits into a prosperity. And a component of that that you may have heard village manager Jim Mallory and others talking about is the idea of transparency, the idea that we need to connect with our constituents, our residents, so that uh, we can make it easy for folks to understand what's happening in the village. A big component of that is technology and connections therein. And that's what we're talking about today. Dominic Gladstone is with Gladstone & Associates. He's the go-to guy in Vicksburg who's helped bring together the web, social media, and live streaming to help with transparency in the village of Vicksburg. And we're going to find out today how he does that. Hi, Dom. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, another plug for Arcadia. This is a beautiful office suite. Oh, it is. And Rob Peterson is a longtime friend and uh, great to deal with. So, yeah, he if is. you're looking for a spot, it's real cool to be on location with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is terrific. And thanks for bringing the equipment that does this because this is very interesting to me. So, uh, yeah, boy, we could have a whole show on how broadcasting has changed couldn't we <laughs> yeah we're we're playing radio station remotely uh with uh modern technology and that's you know that's part of what i do is i help folks uh with technology um you know whether it be setting up a podcast setup uh, but uh, you know with municipalities uh such as the village of Vicksburg or other organizations um i uh, specialize in in shoestringing things together for them uh website social media and um uh, live streaming uh which is becoming super popular and became even more popular with virtual meetings going on through the last two years when we couldn't necessarily sit face to face across from each other in a room uh so uh the village of Vicksburg brought me in to assist with the tech piece um you know, I, I they have a great communications and engagement director down there who does phenomenal work. But I uh, I'm his tech guy. I'm his right hand uh, person uh, for uh, handling you know the tech part of it. So people don't know how to put together a website uh, oftentimes, or they don't want to be bothered with it. 
Uh, a lot of municipalities tend to look at a website as a necessary evil. And, uh, right. you know, then when it comes to social media, how do you get, you know, people from your social media to your website? And, and now you're going to have a council meeting, and uh, we've been told we need to live stream it for government transparency. And, oh, my gosh, what do we do? There's too many choices. Man, and when the pandemic came along, and not just municipalities, but businesses and organizations and so on were forced to embrace new technology to make it work. And uh, I can relate to that. How would you even begin to do that if this hadn't been part of your vernacular in the in the days prior to this? So uh, you're a popular guy, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the vote of popularity. But uh, I've been doing this for years. Uh, I, I mean, I started doing websites back when people were trying to figure out what is a URL, what does HTTP mm-hmm. mean, and all of this stuff. So <laughs> Uh, I got involved in the website business in the in the 90s. You know, I've been a communications person for my entire career. Right. And the rules of Dale, Dale Carnegie still apply. Uh, <laughs> you know, no matter what technology comes into play, whether you're handing somebody a business card, a brochure, or sending them to your website or social media. But uh, w- what I help people do is translate. I'm like the UN translator <laughs> of technology because there's so many words out there. When you're talking about live streaming, well, should I use SDI cables? Or are we going to wa- run through a Cat5? Are we going to be able to convert that to SDI? Or are we going to HDMI versus USB? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and everybody gets confused. WXYZ. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I kind of take the, the tech and turn it into plain English and look at a person's a situation or an organization situation and what's going to be the best for them. And the village of Vicksburg, I, I have to compliment them. They are way ahead of their times for a small village. They're mm-hmm. doing phenomenal things with the communication system. And the um, uh, first thing we had to look at was the website. So doing a website it, it, and a lot of people get confused. They're worrying, well, should I have a button here or a button there? Don't worry about that right now. Let's mm-hmm. look at all the content you need to present and figure out how to package that together. And I can help municipalities, um, uh, you know, cipher through all of the different pieces of content um, and and then work on the tech part. OK, how do we present it? Kind of like a um, the days of shopping malls are coming to an end, but mm. a well-oiled shopping mall where you have your anchor <laughs> stores, you have your stores in between. And, and and you just go through the flow of the place, you yeah. know, back when shopping malls were popular. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea of being transparent means all of these things. Uh, a website where folks can go to gather information they may need about uh, the village in this case. Uh, social media where the village can alert folks to various things that might be happening. And then uh, a way to access the actual meetings, if you don't want to, right from your home. You don't have to leave and go somewhere is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to go to the, the village meeting in person if you don't wish to. So all of these things is, is part of the plan that you helped uh, develop for Vicksburg and, and then connect them. Exactly. Um the uh, Alex, the communications engagement specialist, had been doing social media for years and doing a really, really good job at it. The thing is, is though you don't own your real estate on Facebook. It's kind of like uh, you, you you're renting the lot. 
you know, so to speak, (laughs) but they can shut down the complex at any point. But when you have a website and you drive traffic back to your website using social media and keep people engaged and always lead them back to blog posts, uh, Mm -hmm. lead them back to events that are listed on the website. See, you own that real estate. And that's just a strategic move, you know, to be able to do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I help them, you know, kind of shoestring those two things together and always saying, you know, do a blog post first and then use your social media to drive traffic back to it. And then, of course, live streaming came into play. Yeah, definitely want to talk about that because that part fascinates me. When when you came to Vicksburg and and, uh, evaluated what it is they wanted to accomplish – with live streaming, I presume that other municipalities have the same or similar uh, intent, but they wanted to deliver a live broadcast, essentially, of uh, uh, village meetings and other uh, other uh, uh, meetings that they may be conducting in a way that was real time, and I think uh, uh, engaging at the same time. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you you've got to think in terms of the tech you got to think in terms of who's running the tech for the event. And then you need to think in terms of presenting a, a, a show format, so to speak. And now, of course, council meetings have agendas, so mm-hmm. you follow the agenda. But what about when you have a presentation coming in? Uh, somebody from the outside is going to be presenting, and there's going to be slideshows, and, and, and everybody needs to be able to see all that. And then uh, suppose you want to do a hybrid meeting where uh, one of the council members is on a business trip in Atlanta, Georgia, and they need to be able to be um, video conferenced in. Mm. Uh, there's all tech pieces to this that need to play nice together. Right. And uh, different organizations have different needs. I mean, I... I've helped uh, Wings Event Center upgrade their system. I, I wouldn't say upgrade, adjust, because they have a great system already in place. But they were set up to do hockey games. Mm-hmm. And then at one point they were you know, doing the graduation ceremonies for public school systems. Right. And that's a different setup. It's a different setup in the control room. Different pieces of equipment need to talk to each other differently than when they were doing a hockey game. So I assisted Wings uh, with uh, uh, the necessary information to to get their people to upgrade the system to be able to do uh, a live television broadcast from the control room upstairs. Uh, the the city of Portage came to me and they were having trouble deciphering all of the language of live streaming and they wanted to upgrade their entire system. Hmm. They were a much bigger, of course, operation. Sure. They had multiple people involved in producing but they needed a, co- a complete system upgrade. So we were talking cameras, microphones, uh, mixers, video mixers, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have the village of Vicksburg came to me, and they're a smaller village. So they had a specific need that I needed to address, and that was uh, one person's going to be running this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so now what do I do? I have to think of a sophisticated enough system that it'll look good for the viewer, and have to uh, work within the confines of one person operating it. Now, normally, when I, I'm a live stream producer also, I produce shows for people. Uh, so <laughs> I usually have two or three people on my crew. Sure, yeah. So now we're going down to one, and I was able to shoestring a, a pieces of equipment that are top-notch broadcast quality equipment, robotic cameras, 
um, a, a mixing board that was easy enough to operate but sophisticated enough to do what it needed to do. We actually at any one time have perhaps nine or ten microphones operating in the room. Wow. Um, and be able to set that up that it could be operated by one person. Mm -hmm. And then a, a video mixer that's also portable. The entire, actually the entire setup is portable, Richard. Yeah. You could take it on the road. And, and I think they have, or at least yes. different locations in the village. So let's use that example you talked about. You, you have a standard uh, uh, council meeting. You have a, a number of council members at the dais. Uh, you have an audience. Maybe somebody's going to get up and ask questions. And then one of them is in Atlanta and needs to be conferenced in. Another person is giving a presentation. If I'm watching this at home, I'm seeing everything I would see right on my screen that I would see if I was sitting in the audience. That is to say, uh, the person in Atlanta is speaking, I can see them. The person presenting is speaking, I can see their presentation slides, all of that. Is that right? Yes, we are able to set that up so that, remember, a communications loop needs to be set up when, mm -hmm. when you're doing that. So if you're in Atlanta, you need to be able to see and hear everything. That's true. If you're presenting, you need to be able to see and hear where everybody else is. And then if you're the uh, a, a village resident or whatever, you're sitting at home watching the whole thing unfold, and they need to be able to see. So, right. so we're uh, presented with different challenges to create that loop. It has to be an audio loop and a video loop. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes, it can be done. Uh, the village has, has done it some different ways, but I've consulted with them on, on multiple ways to do it. And you can keep it simple, or you can go totally sophisticated, run everything through the switcher. Uh, it becomes a little more complex, but yes, it can be done. Um, All right. Now, I presume that most of that relies on a good internet connection. I mean, we've all traveled. I used to travel for business. Sometimes you get to the hotel and everybody's on that Wi-Fi in the hotel. Uh, so it's possible that person in Atlanta is going to drop out maybe. So it relies on the internet, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great question, Richard. Uh, you, yes, I usually request hardwired internet when I'm producing a show, yeah. whether it be a, a meeting or uh, an entertainment presentation or a graduation ceremony, whatever it is, I usually go for hardwired internet. Not um, wireless. Not wireless, no, because um, unless I have a dedicated wireless line and that's my only resort. Yes. But it has to be dedicated that not everybody's going to be on their cell phones trying to operate, you know, on the Internet at the same time because there's nothing worse than having your broadcast interrupted. Yeah. Um, right. The, this is the challenge. So uh, you've thought of those things and you're trying to put into place some some. Um, uh, stop gaps to keep those uh, troubles, those uh, potential problems from uh, from cropping up. L let's talk about uh, cost for a second. I mean, uh, we know what the climate is generally like for municipalities. They're probably some of them listening to this saying, uh, I don't know if we could afford this, but I know we need it because most of us who are elected to um, a council post don't necessarily come from a background like yours. And even if we did, we might not have the time to do this ourselves. We, we need this kind of assistance, but we're concerned about uh, the overall cost. What's your purview on that as you, as you put these things together? 
Uh, another great question, because that's usually the first question I get asked is how much <laughs> this is going to cost. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, people people tend to be nervous about the cost. The technology is not inexpensive these days, but it has come down in price. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, back back in the old days, an edit suite was a million dollars. Now I can put together an edit suite for uh, a few thousand, uh -huh. you know, a, a highly a broadcast quality edit suite for a few thousand. Uh, so it's a great question. Uh, there are two parts in my answer. Well, the first part is you need to hire an expert. And this is a concept that a lot of municipalities and vi villages don't necessarily uh, grasp at first. Mm -hmm. In other words, they want to get bids. They're used to getting bids. Government, a government agencies get bids for everything. So if they're doing uh, a sewer project or a, a road construction project, the first thing is get bids from everybody. Well, in the electronics business, I'm the in-between. I'm not a reseller of equipment. I don't make money on selling equipment, which is good for the person who's hiring me because I'm not <laughs> beholden to any piece of equipment or any manufacturer of That's such right. equipment. Yep. So I ask uh, municipalities who might be listening or uh, villages and, and, and village councils and so forth to think about the idea of hiring a consultant like myself as the go-between. I'm your representative. I'm on your side of the table. Instead of people negotiating with me and getting bids, you know, and so forth, I'm I'm the go-between, the protector of your interests. So once you've uh, retained my services, I'm going to go to bat for you and get the bids that are necessary for different configurations of setups that will work based on what you're asking. And then you can make an intelligent decision. Does that make sense? Yes. That's, a, that's the first part, and it is a big hurdle to get over because they're not used to that. They were like, well, we need to get bids. Uh, I understand, but I, I'm going to help you put together those bids. I'm a proponent of having somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, if you're uh, dealing with uh, any type of sophisticated, uh, like, surgery, you know, or you're dealing with uh, building a building, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have the architect first when you build a building that designs the building and so forth. And then you can go get bids from general contractors to put it together. Right. But you need the architect. I'm the architect for you. The second part of that is the budgets that I look at are based on what can be afforded by the municipality. And, uh, uh, I'm not going to sell a fifty, sixty thousand dollar system to, you know, a township that has uh, a population of five thousand people. Right. It's just it's not going to be effective for them. Plus, it'll probably be more sophisticated than they're willing to operate on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. So, I take into account what is affordable and still workable to produce the quality that they want. So I'm your, as they said in Men in Black, I'm your first, last, and only line of defense when it comes to getting these bids and deciphering the language. <laughs> and then I also am able to look at bids that are realistic for uh, the needs and the budget. All right. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this and the idea that uh, maybe you think you can't afford something like this. Uh, Dom can be an advocate for the budget that you have and, and for you, your municipality. If we talk about transparency just in our final couple of moments, uh, that's a word that Jim Mallory in Vicksburg likes to use, transparency, transparency. And uh, I think some folks think that means uh, having quick access to the budget and, uh, and, and everything that's going on in the community uh, in a 
in an inner workings kind of level, but it's more than that. And uh, your setup helps folks realize what transparency really is, doesn't it? That's another great question um, and great thought because people think of transparency and that you're going to be looked at under a microscope. And um, really what we're trying to create, what I'm trying to help people create, going back to the Dale Carnegie analogy, is an ongoing conversation with your audience so that when budget time comes, it's not a surprise to everyone. So that when a new major project happens in your community, that it's not a surprise to everyone. Uh, So that when there's uh, division on a particular topic, as we've experienced in the United States over the last few years, there's been division on topics. But it's an ongoing conversation, so you have information. That's what transparency is about. So what I really help people do, aside from the equipment, the website, the social media, is I help strategize with you on creating an ongoing conversation that's going to help people be informed. It's going to get elected officials reelected. It's going to get village managers um, an extended contract. It's going to get, uh, 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 instead of sleepless nights, it'll be good night sleeps for your community engagement (laughs) people. (laughs) So I really help help them develop a strategy for uh, creating a communication system. All right, so think about that. And uh, maybe reach out to Dom and ask him uh, to uh, fashion an impression of what kind of uh, opportunities could be available in uh, in your setup. And it wouldn't necessarily have to be a municipality. There are organizations that want this kind of uh, this kind of connection with their stakeholders and and other kinds of entities too, right? Absolutely. Um, event venues are dealing with hybrid situations these days sure. all the time, and event venues. Um, are oftentimes designed by an architect who knows how to build buildings but doesn't know the tech piece. I've walked into events where the hotel ballroom, so to speak, you know, was set up by uh, a, a conference room company mm-hmm. that didn't specialize in television production. So, you know, the control panels in the far corner where it's not convenient to set things up, you know, or whatever. So I, it, what I'm getting at is I can consult with uh, event venues uh, and help them to uh, upgrade or redo their systems. If you're thinking about building a conference center, I'd be happy to chat with you about what AV looks like for the future. Um, school systems, uh, I've helped school systems before. Uh, Anybody that really has a need to communicate a message. And I mean, these components we talked about as a system, the website, the social media, and the live streaming, but they also can be looked at separately. I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the full package. Maybe you've already got a website you're happy with, but you want to have a live streaming component for the website. We can talk about those individual things. So I've done work in nonprofit, for-profit, worked with event professionals uh, and helping them with their events. Um, All of that kind of ties in. All you have to do is look down in the show notes and click on the link to Gladstone & Associates, and Dominic Gladstone will be happy to talk to you about uh, your specific situation and how he might be able to help. 
Thank you, Don. It's fascinating. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me on the show. And and by the way, that first meeting is no charge. They think the the cash register is running. No, it isn't. I I do first meetings. I go old school. First meeting is completely on the house to get a flavor for whether we can work together or not. So, Absolutely. Okay. Um, thanks so much for having me, Richard. Thank you, Dom. And thanks to Arcadia Suites Business Center and Meeting Space in downtown Kalamazoo for hosting us today. That link is also in the show notes. And thank you for being with us on The Richard Pyatt Show.